douse this fire Don't let out all that we desire As the smoke is still rising higher So happy to have on the other end of the line, John Garrison. John, how are you, sir? Hello. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm fine. So obviously the question I'm going to ask you is the obvious one, but I think it's an important one. As a musician, how did the pandemic impact you immediately and then as things have gone on? Well, I mean, like many artists and musicians today, we have to do lots of different things to, um, you know, to, pay, to pay the bills. I was on tour. Um, I was playing for James Blunt on uh, playing the bass, and we were. The pandemic was kind of chasing us, really. You know, we played in Paris, and then they announced that they were going to close France, and just as we were leaving, and then we played in Switzerland. They did the same thing, but eventually it caught up with us in Germany, and we were told to we had to go home. We had to go home literally the next that, that night, um, and then to add add to the stress, Denmark, where I lived, they announced they were closing the border that night. So it was, it was all very stressful. <laughs> so how did you make your home in time? I hired a car from Hamburg uh, and I came off stage at 10.30 and luckily in Germany there is no speed limit on the autobahn. Right. And I uh, managed to get to the German border in, uh, and cross the border at two minutes to midnight just as they were closing the border. So it's almost like something out of a movie, right? Well, you know. the, the, there was the consequences <laughs> were quite extreme as well. It was like my... Uh, you know, my wife was giving birth in nine days. Oh, my gosh. And if I hadn't have made it through that night, I would have had to be 14 days in quarantine. Um, so basically, I wouldn't have been able to be at the birth of my daughter. So it, there was a lot at stake. So it was a bit like a movie. It was quite, it was very exciting. And I was I was driving at 220 kilometres an hour, you know, uh, in this hired BMW. Surely the one silver lining from the situation that you could floor it in that situation. Absolutely. Um, Even though it's quite stressful, I imagine. So, okay, so having made it, got in under the wire, got back home, and obviously uh, you had a a child um, that was born just a few days later, right? Exactly, a pandemic baby, as they call it. You were then at home, I guess, have been at home since, is that right? Absolutely. I've been uh, solidly at home. Everything everything stopped, you know, so I've just been... I've been stuck at home, you know, which is obviously there's some terrible things. With the, virus, the, the pandemic has absolutely obliterated the music industry for people like, yeah, you know, for musicians and venues and mm. and the entertainment and hospitality in general. And in England, it's been we've built, we as artists have been completely forgotten. You know, I mean, even though I live in Denmark, my my business is still all in England, and. Um, yeah, we've just been forgotten, and it's kind of it's kind of scary, really, to think how um, unimportant the the current British government think the arts are. England and Britain is it all about the arts. Hmm. They're under the, the wrong illusion if they think that people go to Britain just to just to visit the Queen and Buckingham Palace and all that stuff. You know, people go to Britain because they want to see where the Beatles played and, and where Pink Floyd recorded and all right. these things. And um, so it's. Yeah, so it's a little bit. It's, it's been really difficult for me and my fellow musicians. It's been very hard. But on a personal level, obviously, it gave me the time that I needed to finish finish my album because otherwise, it would have been another six or seven months before that came out. So let's give a recap for those who are not familiar with your career. So I've known you for for quite a long time now. I would say we go back to 
certainly to 2007 above the cosmos your your first album there yeah. uh, first solo album after being in the band budapest that was signed to universal here in the usa after 2007's above the cosmos you did the 2009's departures yeah. and then then you then you genuinely sort of did take a departure uh, from solo albums under your own name because after that you did some extremely well-reviewed and well-received albums under the name of Satellites. Yeah. You did Satellites 1, Satellites 2 and Satellites 4 after a live album. So that really sort of kept you quite occupied from 2009 to 2020. And in the meantime, you're also doing uh, composing music for TV and film. And your music was featured everywhere from the uh, Kim and Kardashian show or something, or <laughs> yeah, uh, all the way to a Denny's commercial. That's right. So you, you've been um, actually quite prolific in your work and you've been doing a lot of stuff so let me ask you a question then so why did you was it because of the pandemic that you decided to return to recording and releasing under your own name or was there something as you said that you planned to do anyway at some point well the thing with this whole satellites and everything else it was i don't know what it was i i i, I uh, if i'd analyzed it it was basically it didn't feel right the, the way i was going musically I wanted. It didn't seem like a like a John Garrison record. It kind of it kind of felt like I'd reinvented myself, and I was exploring a lot more with satellites. And and then I, I can't even. I, to be totally honest with you, I can't put my finger on what it was. I started writing this album, and it was it was completely intended to be the fifth satellites record. And then when I got halfway through it, I was just like, "Well, this doesn't sound like a satellites record anymore. It sounds it sounds like what I used to do." And I kind of. I don't. It's very hard to explain, but I think that's. I think the artists out there will know what I mean. It's like something else kind of takes control. You know, when you when you make music and and you get all these ideas and stuff. Personally, I don't ever sit down and go right. Let's write a song. Yeah, you know, the song the song finds me, and then it's just my job to get it down. And so, like, I was kind of busy getting these ideas down, and then. I stood back and looked at the project, and I was just like, "What well, do you know? What this, this this isn't this isn't satellites anymore. This is John Gavison. And so, uh, satellites isn't dead. It's just when when I do a record that sounds like that, it'll it'll be it'll, that's what it'll be. So, when did you realise that you really had a fully formed solo project that was going to be called Extinguisher? When did you realise that it was a, an album of that nature, and that was the name of it? I, I had this, but these bunch of songs, and it was kind of. I had eight songs that suddenly came, that all came at this, not, not the same time, but, you know, about, you know, within a month. And um, and they all had their own sound, and they all had this slightly slightly retro, but also very modern sound. And lyrically, they were all coming from these, from the same kind of area. You know, I was, I was getting, like, I think like everybody on this planet, I was getting really frustrated at the, the way things are going and the separation between... You know those in charge and and the and the rest of us, you know, and that kind of hopeless feeling, and then all the all the the blame culture and you know, just gossip and and the TV and twenty four hour news channels making everything worse because it's good for business. It, it's just it all came to a sort of head at this point. So um, for me as an artist, you know, I, I kind of suddenly it, it was building up in me, and then the dam broke and it all came out. Mm. If that makes any sense, and then, and so I, I had like the majority of the main eight songs. They were kind of like, um, okay, this is a definite subject, 
and then once I finished those, there was just two other songs like that I was that, uh, basically I was just like oh, you know these have to be on on a record at some point, and um, and subject matter wise, it, they they fitted completely in. So um, and that's that's basically it. I was like, okay, well, there's ten songs, and the word extinguisher because you wanted to sort of extinguish the world's problems, or what was the meaning or the reason why you chose that word? The meaning for extinguisher is that there's multiple wildfires everywhere, all over the world. There's loads and loads of little fires. Everybody's everybody's sort of personal life and everything else is, is kind of feels like it's, it's it's on fire. And all we have to do is put it out with our own mm. little extinguisher. But none of us do that. We all just look at the bigger picture because of of the media and everything else. Um, it would be very easy if we just put out our own little fire and then the whole fire would, would be put out. But it's much easier to blame than to take responsibility. And that's the whole point. Uh, the, the weird side to this pandemic is that all of us are sort of going through for the first time, like my parents back in England, and obviously you've got family back in England, I imagine, and yeah. um, friends in the USA, certainly. So the weird thing is that this has been the first global uh, global event that I can remember or have experience where we sort of all felt like we've gone through the same thing together and you would have thought that because of commonality would have actually brought us closer together in a way rather than incite the flames of of hatred or whatever i mean i think i think the pandemic was i mean i would love to say i wrote the song you know about the pandemic obviously i didn't you know there were the songs it was all they were all written by then but but the they kind of gathered a frightening relevance the, the, the more this has gone on. But I do actually think, aside from the obvious downsides of a pandemic, with, you know, with all the disease and all the death, it has, it, it has been a, a great leveller. You know, a virus doesn't care, you know, who you are, quite clearly. You know, so presidents and prime ministers have got it, and it doesn't care. I mean, it, it does... The only thing that makes a difference is those that survive and that those don't, you know. It's like... Um, that's where the difference is. You know, if you can afford good healthcare, then you, tell you you should be okay. But basically, the actual virus itself doesn't care less. So it's like, um, I do think it has brought people together. And I think it's, it's also knocked a few people out of their, um, of, of a rut that they maybe were in. I know a lot of artists have kind of been forced to think differently. You know, it's impossible just to sit there and, and go, okay, well, what happens next? You know, you have, to, you have to fight your way out of it. And I think there's a common cause in that. Yeah, and, and the other flip side, of course, to that is um, obviously people being at home, not being able to go out, interact with people face to face, is that they spend a lot of time online in front of a screen, and therefore spending a lot of time on those social platforms, yeah. uh, media platforms that that again that, that can only reinforce negative feelings and a lot of um, I mean, uh, you know, these bubbles that people talk about of, of sort of people with their uh, detached from reality, and I, I, and I understand that was sort of one of the things that sort of inspired your. The song that opens you, I'm blissfully ignorant that you made a concerted effort to sort of detach and disconnect. Yeah. What did you learn from that? The backstory to that is I was just, I was, for no reason, I was just having these really strong anxiety feelings, you know, and I've never had anxiety issues in my whole life, you know, and suddenly I was like, What's, what is this, this feeling? And then I remember talking to um, a friend uh, who's got the studio next door to mine in London, and he was like, "That's exactly how I feel." And then we started talking to someone else, and, we, and everybody, we were, there was loads of pictures. You know, I think it's a common trait of modern life is that you you get this anxiety and you don't know where it's coming from. And then I kind of started to analyze that 
you know, a self-analysis basically was that, well, I've got a news, I've got two different news apps on my phone. I had all my notification sounds on. And so there was no, there was no escape from anything. So, um, and so at the, at the time I wrote the song, you know, there, there'd been a, a yet another terrorist atrocity somewhere. And, you know, I was on Twitter and people were sharing videos of it and stuff like that. And, 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 it was hundreds, was well, thousands of miles away. Yet I was getting the anxiety as if I was there, mm-hmm. and I suddenly had this idea. I was like, "This cannot be healthy." You know, in in the old days, we we just wouldn't. We would read about it in a paper, and we and and we wouldn't physically know what it was like to be there. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I'm just saying yeah, it, it just wasn't there. So we could get on with our normal life, but you can't anymore. You know, with 24-hour news and with ca- with cameras on phones and, and things, you know, you're, you're there. You're everywhere all the time. And our brains can't handle that, you know. Our brain sees it and thinks we're there, so you get stress. I mean, it's obvious when you look at it like that. And so the song comes from where I was, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to... I deleted the news apps on my phone and I switched off all my notifications, but my phone on silent. And within a week... I just started to, it disappeared. The anxiety feeling disappeared. And it was only when I went to my studio in London that on the tube, uh, as I'm sure many people know, and it's the same everywhere, you get a free newspaper. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a metro news, uh, newspaper that's right. every seat, you know, and it's everywhere. And so even though I was trying to avoid the news, the bad news everywhere, it was impossible because it was on it. It was just, it was everywhere you went and then you walk past the news agent and there's, there's a, a newspaper in the window with with a picture of the same thing that you're trying to avoid, and so it became it became the song came like how you you actually can't be blissful you can't be ignorant it, and it would be wonderful if we could all be blissfully ignorant uh, and that's where that's basically where it came from. So that opens the album. The way that you close the album is a song closer when we're apart. Now the entire album, if you're familiar, if people listening are familiar with your your solo work. Before that, the two solo albums and the Budapest albums is very stylistically similar in terms of musically, so very sort of piano, uh, guitar, rock-based approach. This is very different style of music. This is much more sort of synth, indie synth, pop, rock kind of thing. Two questions about that. Number one, was that an intentional, is that just an evolution of your style, of, of your preferred type of music? And then the second question is, why then is uh, track number 10 really does stick out as being completely different stylistically because it sounds much more like the John Garrison of old with the acoustic sort of you know, underpinnings of that song, the way it's structured. So, yeah, so how did you arrive at this, this sound for this album? It was a, a deliberate approach. Basically, I've always written on a guitar or a piano. You know, it's, it's the same as every songwriter. Um, well, majority of songwriters, and, and so for this record, I, I wanted to write the music completely uh, away from anything physical. So I actually wrote it in my laptop. So the, basically, the chord structures were done because when when you write on a, on a guitar, you know, any guitarist will tell you you've got natural shapes. So you you know you always go from a G to a D or G to a C. But when I when I was writing these chords on a laptop, I didn't know what the notes were. It was literally just I would I would just draw it in, and so that's that was why musically it's very slightly different. I would like to think anyway. It's not your bog standard chord changes. That's basically the thinking behind that. I think melodically and all that stuff, uh, that lyrically, yeah, you know, the top line is 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 very me. Yeah, it's the same as what it's always been. But it was just the the basic skeleton of the song. I I uh, like I said for the first time I approached it differently. 
and I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but halfway through Extinguisher, there's this wonderful moment when it sounds like there's a swirling of acoustic guitar coming in, <laughs> yeah, right? Just, yeah, exactly. And then that sort of combined with the synthesizers and the drum machine, it just takes it to a whole new level. So it's this combination. That, for me, is the, the moment when it all comes together, the drum garrison uh, of the past comes together with the John Gowson <laughs> right nice. now, and it sort That's of nice meets. Image. Yeah, um, but so, so is the album. Is the album an optimistic album in terms of when you look at the the names of the songs? Last days in paradise. We forgot how to love. I mean, those are just the song titles alone seem to be fairly sort of pessimistic, or certainly indictments of how of what we become as a society. How would you view the album's message overall? I know what you mean. I think there is a, a very slight melancholy about the whole record, but I personally find it incredibly up, uh, uplifting. You know, it could because it's not it's not just pointing at, at a disastrous situation. It's basically pointing it out so we can fix it, and 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 that's kind of how how I approached it. And I think musically, that's that's um, how I how I, I went to approach it. You know, I know I know some of the Budapest songs were very much in a minor key. And very sort of, you know, for want of a better phrase, feeling sorry for myself a little bit. But this this wasn't like that at all. You know, a lot of most of the songs are in major keys. You know, even though it's a, it may be a negative subject matter, um, I, I kind of I tried to leave the door open a little bit. So it's not saying this is what's going on. It's more this is what's going on. What are we going to do about it? I mean, that's definitely the the message I was trying to get through in Extinguisher. You know, we just, we just got to put the fire out, put our own fire out, and then the whole world stops being on fire. And um, and the revolution is just waiting a name. That's about the same thing. It's like, listen, let's do something about it. Let's let's stop watching, and start doing. I, I strongly believe that. I, that. I mean, the revolution song in particular. That's my war cry, and I believe that the next generation can do something about this separation. You know, the the, the separation and, and the division that we're all very familiar with these days. It, I, I think it can it can stop. It doesn't it doesn't need to carry on. Excuse me, I have to ask, do you miss me? Do you miss me? Powerless Since I left And thinking of you My love Thinking of you Cause I love you from afar Together we tear apart Together we tear apart and I just wanna know why that is why is it we feel closer when we're apart? 